Trying to save your souls from damnation So if you down with the message Tune in every week It will lead you to the message that you seek Uh Shout out to everybody for watching. Welcome you to the Real Word Season 5, Episode 23. 23, like Jordan, you already know. Um, so we so shout to everybody that's been watching, shout to everybody that's been supporting. <laughs> shout to everybody that's helped us to get this far so far. Shout to everybody that subscribed to us on Instagram. That's the Real Word Ministries Inc. on Instagram. The Real Word Ministries Inc. on Instagram. Check out our YouTube at the Real Word TV. One word, that's the Real Word TV. On YouTube, on Facebook, we're at the Real Word Seven on Facebook. That's the Real Word Number Seven, like Mike Vick on Facebook. And also check us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast. That's the Real Word Podcast. That's the Real Word Podcast. And also check us out on the Brick Network every Tuesday and Thursday at one, four, and twelve. So <laughs> shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Also, um, big, 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 big news. We're gonna have a feed the homeless, um, Saturday. August 22nd at 4 p.m. in the South Bronx. We're giving away food to homeless people. You guys seen what we did um, in Harlem on 125th and Lexington where we fed over 200 people. Um, shout out to everybody that donates. So if you want to donate, you could donate at the Real Word Inc. Um, cash App. The Cash App is dollar sign the Real Word Inc. Or you could or you could donate at um, GoFundMe. The Real Word Ministries on GoFundMe. We're verified on GoFundMe as a 501c3. Um, so. That's the Real Word Ministries on GoFundMe.com and the Real Word Ministries on PayPal. Or you can go to our official website at www.therealwordministriesinc.org. That's www.therealwordministriesinc.org. Shout out to my two co-hosts in the building. Introduce yourself, gentlemen. The one and only. I can't. A serving in the building. Add me on Instagram. A serving 11. No, 11 ain't me. It ain't no. Him, man. <laughs> it's only one. It's only one. Two eleven, you know, one one. <laughs> two E's. Is that special? Oh, you gotta tell them two E's too. Now? Yeah, bro. <laughs> you gotta update it. <laughs> but it's BK Truth, you know. I'm everywhere in Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. It's Kamel, favorite neighborhood, Brooklyn night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we got two special new guests coming on the show today. Introduce yourself, brother. Peace and blessings, y'all. This is Rashawn Brown. You can follow me on Instagram at Tank Tarantino Forever. That's the number four E V A, and Facebook is Rashawn Brown. But uh, you know, I'm just here to offer insight into everything that's going on. Today makes an anniversary for me. Today will make two years that I've been home after doing 17 years in prison. So that's a blessing. My birthday is in nine days. I'm living living the life I love, loving the life I live. I got questions. <laughs> Shout out to my other guests. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey there, uh, my name is Kyle Elig, and uh, just happy to show. be here on the show. I don't really do Instagram too much, but you can always find me on Facebook as, as just Kyle Elig on Facebook. Um, just happy to be here. Uh, God bless you all, and I'm excited to be here. All right, shout out, go. shout out, shout out. So let's dive right into it. My brother said he did 17 years yeah. in jail, and that's a big topic hey, right now. Um, prison reform. <laughs> yeah. One of the classes I'm currently taking in my graduate school is, is policy. Policy is um, getting people together to create laws, rules, and regulations that governs people's lives together. Um, usually people come together, um, and sometimes it depends on who the people are. They call them stakeholders. These stakeholders could be any people from people in the community to people in the government. They come together to push an initiative and they advocate for it until that policy becomes law. So you, you did 17 years. Can you explain why, if you don't mind? Yeah, I, I did 17 years. When I was 21, I went to a party with, you know, a couple friends of mine and... The wrong you know, group? 
It was, it was, it was, yeah, you could say, you know, the wrong individual because it's certain traits that we might see in our friends, certain strengths and certain weaknesses. True. But sometimes, you know, we unless we got that insight, we're not going to pay attention to that weakness because we like, all right, it's not going to affect us. But at that particular time, it affected me because he had uh, issues against women. Wow. You know, he, uh, Damn. you know. Girl at the party, you know, they don't play with her that. friend came to her aid around, you know, her, her, her area, and you know, he put hands on the door on my friend, and you know, it was a situation where my friend was getting violated. beat up, violated, whatever. He's in the area, so you know, I came to my friend aid, and you know, individual was stabbed one time. Uh, God bless him and his family. You know, my condolences. Oh, you know, like that happened at a you know a younger age when I was more reactionary than a thinker, mm -hmm. and after you know I was I was given a 19 year sentence. I went to trial, right. and I, I got reactionary than a thinker. I like how you yeah. put that. That's how it is when you're young. You kind of just move with the motion. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of just following right. the path that's around you. Yeah, you, know, you don't true, really yeah. put much thought into your decision making that much. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and then it was you know. Liquor involved, Hennessy. The Hennessy was a crime. I was, you know, at that age, you know, drinking a gallon of Hennessy nonstop and just that was all I like. <laughs> I was like, so you know, it wasn't a thought out decision on you my behalf. About that dark liquor, me reacting. That's mm -hmm. true. And uh, you know, blind loyalty sometimes. Sometimes blind loyalty leads you to despair. And you know, I was in despair for. I have a situation years. like that right now. Mm -hmm. Blind loyalty, family member. So let's stay around that because there's a lot of talks around prison reform going on, especially in the United States. Um, the United States, even though they're one of the smallest countries, they have the most populated prisons in the world. And um, unfortunately, I believe 40 to 50% of the people incarcerated are black and Latino individuals, even though we make, I believe, 35 or 40% of the population in America. Um, what do you guys think about that? Why is that? Well, I think they like to trigger certain, I feel like they just like to trigger certain group of individuals because they feel like we are weak and I do agree that we are weak because we always fight amongst each other and not helping to build each other as a strong community. We're always looking to be great as thyself, not as a group. Mm. I gotta say, um, it's the media. You know, we all know America is, is built on, you know, there's gotta be a bottom. And I feel like the media, the television is kind of used to program, to create the bottom. And it's like whatever culture is used to watching TV is going to be the culture that's, you know, stuck in the mud in a sense. I feel like if, I feel especially, you know, I, I like to take from other cultures, the Jewish people, you know, they stay away from the media, you know, they stay away from watching TV you don't see so them on much. TV. Yeah. They try to stay out of that. They sound, they sound you to do all that for they, them. Today, um, there was a guy, well, I'm not even going to talk about what he's doing, but in the sense of, he, he tried to give me a tip, he was in a sense of an African Jew, and he was saying that, yeah, man, I just do, in our culture, you know, we just go after insurance company. We don't try to take from nobody's pockets. We don't mind nobody's business. We just go into where the money is. So he's like, you know, suing the city repeatedly. That's how he gets his money. He don't try to work. He's just <laughs> he's just out there going after insurance companies because he's like they have money for no reason. Yeah. Everyone else, you know, have money to feed their family. They just holding money. Yeah. yeah. So. That's that's one of the biggest things why a lot of people are, are mad at Jeff Bezos right now. The guy that owns Amazon. They said that he's harboring wealth, like he's, he's holding a, all the money to himself. And what is he doing with it? Like I don't keeping it. I guess I mean. They said that goes look in nobody else's pockets, but <laughs> they said recently no, a lot of money. <laughs> recently, he sold three billion dollars worth of, of of stocks so he could get liquid cash, but no one knows why he's doing it for. You you remember earlier in the year? I don't know if you guys re remember. I I think it was five or six CEOs of major companies. They all 
resigned prior to COVID happening. And oh, people yeah, was like, why did they do that? I mean, oh, yeah. I'm even watching movies. Oh, yeah, they're out of business, you know? Yeah. A lot of local places are going out of business right now. What you, what's your thoughts on prison reform? It's a tricky subject. I mean, I definitely think that a lot of it also has to do with, uh, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about it since the tragedy of Mr. George, George Floyd and, yeah. and uh, you know, the protests that have been happening for the number of months now. And, you know, it's just America is founded on a lot of systemic racism, sadly. Mm -hmm. And uh, and history, that history is always going to come back to haunt you unless you really fix the, fix the issue. Mm -hmm. uh, and so until, you know, until racism, especially on a systemic level, is really fixed, not just in the, the prison system, but in our medical system, mm -hmm. in our justice system, in our courts of law, uh, and in many other systems in our in our country, and until that deeper issue is really resolved, uh, which obviously <laughs> that's not something that happens overnight, right? It's, no, it's, no, it's, no. It takes a it takes a lot of work. Um, it takes a lot more. And it, yeah, it takes a lot more, obviously. And I said um, we're making progress. I think we're making progress. Slow progress is better than no progress at, at yeah. all, right? Yeah. I feel like taking a stand. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we kind of just gotta. Remember, I, I really feel it's the media that divides us. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like before the media, I didn't really think about, you know, colors or anything like that, you know? It's just people as people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And when the media gets involved, they start giving you an idea of people that's not even real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so even I, a prison, because a lot of people, a lot of people, they only know prison from what they see on TV. Yeah. And in they... Movies. And they show the negative aspects of it, but I'm sure like there's bonds that are made. You told me you went to college while there. Yeah, that's and really good. Yeah, I went to college and, and while in prison, you know. That's powerful. And uh, it, it actually took me four different years to get into the college that I was in because it was a strenuous process where everybody in the prison, the prison population probably was like 1,200 people, 1,200 mm -hmm. men, and. Each year, the college were holding a you know initiation on enrollment. So a number of people. Yeah, we would have mm -hmm. to go into you know either the school building or uh, the mess hall on a designated day, and okay. we would have to write an essay based off of three different essay prompts. That's you know, it might have been a quote by Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, or Aristotle, uh, Socrates. Wow. And I did that four different years because once you do the essay. Out of the like, let's say 200, 300 people that applied, they'll call about 40 to an interview process, a face-to-face -face interview, interview process, mm -hmm. where you know people designated from the college will interview you, and out of that 40, only 15 would get into the college for oh, that wow, year. Oh, wow. So I, you know, I never gave up. I, I continued to do it. The last, the, the last time I tried was the most. Well, the, the time before the last time I tried, I, you know, I, the doctor said I, I was in the hospital, you know, fighting. I wasn't fighting cancer, but I was allergic to a certain food, but I didn't know I was allergic to that food, wow. milk and shellfish, mm -hmm. but the doctors thought I had cancer, so they had me in isolation or whatever, and that during that time, that was the time I learned that I didn't get accepted into the college, so that was kind of like, Rough. I was going through it, yeah, because yeah, I was in isolation, like, similar to what the people going through now, nobody want to put themselves in yeah. quarantine isolation, oh, yeah. but I was forced to do it, and it was, just it, it was locked up, issue, you know? mm. yeah, and then I found out that so, you know, just imagine the people right now that's getting bad news, that's afraid to be around people during And then this they time. gotta be by themselves. Be by themselves. Nobody gonna purposely do, do that. So they gotta, you know, commit probably things that, you know, are detrimental to themselves and make the wrong decisions. That's why that's people tough. need a lot of support at this time right now, you know. Mm, that's true. people scared of being that's a, good, that's a very good segue. What you're talking about isolation and you also um, compare that to quarantine. Now we could dive deeper into it and we can talk about solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. I was in a box for a long time. For those that don't know, they call solitary confinement the box. That's mm -hmm. what prisoners call it. And that affects your psyche in a way, right? Yeah, it affects that affects your mental my psyche. Health. Um, it could Tremendously, also, it could affect your psyche. It could also bring psychosis in a way where you start hearing That's voices and seeing things. Yeah. And a lot of the older population that went into quarantine during the COVID, a lot of them were dying because people was leaving them alone. Like sure. my grandmother personally, she was in a nursing home. She was 90, 
years old and my mother couldn't see her for almost three months and during that time and those visits keep them of course, course man. of course and my grandmother that's right. that's she suffers from glaucoma so she was blind so imagine being old being blind you can't see your child the so one that cares for you, you can't hear them. and that you can't see them every day you're gonna die from a broken heart and people die from broken and literally she died from a broken heart cardiac arrest her heart stopped yeah, that's, that's what it's And they left her there for a while because all the people were scared of COVID, and so she literally died. And they they found out later, later. that she wow. died. Mm. You wow. know, so what do you guys think about I, that? My fiance lost a. Um, I feel like that's disrespectful. A great grandfather, in a sense, of he was one hundred and four, and it was it's weird, you know, that it happened during COVID during that same time, in a sense of. We visited him probably two months before, and honestly, from just eyesight, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but from eyesight, it looked like everything was okay, you know, he's just, was resting, you know, like, as old people do, you know, not much they could really do. <laughs> but it was like, boom, as soon as COVID hit, I think it was like, within weeks, it was like, he passed away, and it was like, really? Wow, then we had to have the funeral where, you know, Everyone's wearing masks and yeah. oh, you know, normally you hug and everything. People's like, I don't know if I no, should no, hug. Nobody want to touch you. And I'm like, this is a perfect example of you know when you're together with people, you're stronger. Exactly. Right? But they want to divide us. The energy. And one of the things that they attack the most that a lot of people not talking about is places of worship. Mm. Even in California, they don't want people singing in church. Singing. Singing. Yeah, what because they said that if people sing. Then I guess Park was gonna come out their mouth like spit. And they could Bro, they had it on TV shows. They got reward shows. BET. They, they were performing. Like what? They, I don't know. The NBA finals happening. The NBA finals. They playing basketball. Like yeah. they stand on each other all day. Like <laughs> let the Super Bowl pass. And COVID was here during those times as well. Yeah. Of course, of course. So, what's your thoughts on solitary confinement? Because even during quarantine, some people were were solitary confined to their homes. Some people did not leave their homes for months during COVID. Now, the guy from from our church, he said he didn't leave his house for two months. Yeah, and he didn't. And that that's weird. Cause how did he catch COVID? He didn't catch COVID. I'm talking about the young guy. I don't want to say his name. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but the guy that didn't want to leave his house for two months, two oh, and a half months. Now I know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a crazy situation right there. So what do you guys think about that? Solitary confinement? Not, it depends. <laughs> no, I'm definitely just being alone for a long time can really kind of drive you bonkers, whether it's, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a box, in a cell, or whether it's uh, in your house, yeah. just like all to yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, human beings, we need that physical human contact. We gotta be around other people. True. Because you, you know, some people have that rare gift where they can just be a hermit, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, some from, people don't like that gift. Some people like that. They're, like, they can go a whole year without seeing anyone and they're happy about it. But that's, 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 like, <laughs> that's like maybe what, one in 50 million or something. It's like True. very rare. Yeah. Most of us, we feed off of the energy of community, of our family, of friends and loved ones, even even just strangers, even just striking up a nice conversation yeah, with something you're thinking about. I like hearing new stories. I was going to ask also, what do you do, man? Um, I didn't feel well, like we got into it. Before we get into that, let's yeah. just ask our brother here one more question and then we dive into that. Mm -hmm. You actually being um, an individual that was in solitary confinement, now that you're out of um, prison, do you think that affects your life today? I think it affects my life today. Soon, all the mandates that was put out, I said I will not adhere to any of those mandates with me limiting myself to being inside a house <laughs> for a quarantine or for a martial law, whatever it may be, you know, I'm outside. I might not put myself in immediate you know, on the spotlight, yeah. but I'm not adhering to that because I'm free. You know, I've been home two years. I mean, in solitary confinement, like you just said, it could lead to psychosis. The last time I was in solitary confinement was because a CO lied on me and said that I said I was going to punch him in his face while I was in fish scale. Mm. I never said that. He was playing with my mail. If you know anything about, people know anything about the mail, the mail is a sacred item that you get from a family member. Yeah, a in loved a sense one. of his communication. Sense of communication. Yeah. So one of now, the only ways you put all the mail. You're not feeling lonely, yeah, you, you know? <laughs> That's etiquette, hoping, public yeah. etiquette between CO and prisoner or inmate or whatever terminology mm -hmm. somebody may want to refer to it as yeah. is you put my mail in my hand and you put it wherever it may be but you make sure you give it to me make sure and you that's everywhere it. I went 
up north during the time that I did. He put it in a public area where anybody could just take your mail and just, Fine. but you know, nobody took my mail, but I'm just saying that, why would yeah. you even do that? Like, yo, yo, that's not that's the person. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you and then he called the squad, you know, we went in the hallway, like he acted like he was gonna do something. Over abuse of power, you know? Yeah, cause they, in Fishgale in 2015, they killed one of the brothers, Black Moon, they killed him. They, wow. they tried to justify it and say he was on K2 and everything. So they were still living off of that, uh, yeah. you know, that off of that energy. energy. Yeah. Like they was yeah. beating up old people, beating up young people. Oh, so when I got there, brother. yeah, abuse of power. So they, and when they I got there in 2016, I was on the way out. I was in Fishgale for two years. But, and that box, it's a, it's a real touchy box because it could lead to psychosis being in that box mm -hmm. because they had the firing range right next to solitary wow. confinement. Oh, wow. So all you hear wow. all day is shooting oh my and, and, and bullets and so gunshots. PTSD. Wow. And that's PTSD. So now you like, yo, is that a semi, all right, that's a semi-automatic, that's the automatic, and this is what you hear every day because that's where they go to work on the firing range. My gosh, they I say, didn't even take a nap. That's psychological it's, warfare. It's, it's psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. All the brothers that's there and Fishgale was on their way home. So now you in there, you the gunshots, it could it could do something to your psycho psych I if mean, you're not yeah. focused to I wait. get annoyed at the ambulance. <laughs> but that's what I had to go through when I was in solitary confinement there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I kept myself sane by, you know, uh, you know, reading, going outside, working out. And, and I wasn't in there for long, you know, when I was, you know, on my way. You know, that's so crazy that he says that because it's like we're doing that now. Mm -hmm. Reading, going outside, like, working yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> going right we're doing that now to keep ourselves yeah. sane. Like, <laughs> one of the um, most, I guess, publicized stories out of New York's Rikers Island was the Khalif Browder story about the kid that was accused of stealing the book bag and he mm -hmm. ended up doing, I think, two and a half, three years on yeah. Rikers. And then two years after his release, um, because of his mental health, because he spent two years in the box, um, he killed himself. He said, Mom, I can't take it anymore. He hung himself out of Jesus. the um, AC hole in his house. And then once he hung himself... After he got home. After know. he got home. But the cops was, was, was baiting him. Like, they'll park outside his house. Um, he, he got shot afterwards. He got jumped a few times. He got robbed because they seen him on TV doing interviews. So he thought he had money. So people in his neighborhood was harassing him and the police My was harassing gosh. him. Because oh. he had a lawsuit against the city and then when he hung himself a tree a vine started to grow out of the AC where he killed himself so he became metaphysically you could say that that was born True. after his death and his mother died from a broken heart because yeah, she died from all the stress and all the pain from that and that caused a lot of policy that's trying to create prison reform within New York City which ultimately ended up um, <laughs> Rikers Island being shut down or eventually supposed to shut down yeah, they, they gotta work on that, that system. Man. I was a part of that too. When I first came home, I was a part of the Close Rikers Island movement, and I did that also. And you know what's <laughs> one of the crazy parts? While I was in City Tech, New York City College of Technology, studying pre-law, one my it's my criminal law professor, Judge Domingo, was the judge that proceeded over the Khalif Browder yeah, case. <laughs> Small world. She was a tough cookie. I'll use the word cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually worked with his brother though. I came brother. Wow. His, his brother, I actually did some work in the field with him where doing right, you know, doing the uh like a little bit after the COVID when people was, you know, protesting in Manhattan, you know, me back when I was with G Mac, we went to Manhattan and then uh it just so happened we came across somebody getting locked up and it was him. Wow. Police was putting him in the uh <laughs> the, the back of a station wagon because all he tried to do was walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. And they locked him up for that because oh, wow. the police was on, they was on heavy standby, but I, you know, I ain't going to front. We went out there when I was a part of GMAC, we went out there, we gained their attention. They, they for the people that don't know us. what GMAC is. That's a, uh, a non-profit organization started by Shanduke McFadder. It's uh, an organization that denounces gun violence and it stands for Gangsters Making Astronomical Community Changes Incorporated. Mm -hmm. So I was, a, uh, you know, you I, I used that? to work there, I was employed there as a uh, program manager and as a community uh, uh, coordinator right after being a program manager. Mm -hmm. And shout out to GMAC because they hire a lot of people that just came home from prison and they helped them reform the community that mm -hmm. needs it the most. That's good. Now let's dive into Kyle because you wanted to know more about Kyle. So yeah. Kyle, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Tell us I, about yourself, Kyle. I, I'm just a good old Cali boy. You know, I'm from California oh, originally. From you know, he wants to move there, should he? Oh, you want to move to LA? <laughs> when I get enough money. <laughs> nice. When he's nice. ready for Would Hollywood. You prefer, <laughs> <laughs> Would you prefer LA or New York? Uh, you know, I love them both. I have a lot of family that still live. You can only pick one. <laughs> oh, exactly. if I can only pick one? Yeah. That makes it a little harder. You remember asking the same question and you told me the answer, but I'm not going to let you say it. I know this. No, I actually, yeah, you did ask me the same question. <laughs> uh, no, if I only had to pick one, I'd pick, I'd pick New York because... Oh, really? Yeah, really? because... Look at, it, look at it this way. Uh, I mean, yes, everyone like loves the weather in California. Mm -hmm. Everyone's, oh, sunshine, there's no humidity. You know, ganja yeah. everywhere, they free. <laughs> <laughs> That's in New York, too. <laughs> yeah. All those, yeah. All those things. Perks. <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of green crosses everywhere. See, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the green doctor. Yeah, the green doctor. There you go. Um, yeah, but you know, for me, it's. I look at it this way: we're all born into whatever circumstances we're born into. We don't have any decision on what to, what family or what circumstances we're born into. But as we become adults, we have the we you know you become eighteen, you become a legal adult in this country. Mm -hmm. And you're able to make choices for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, as uh, after graduating, shortly after graduating from college, I, you know, moved out here to you know pursue the arts and pursue musical theater and whatnot. But anyway, but the short answer is I, I choose New York because that was really that as an adult that was where I, you know I, I didn't have it. I was just born in LA. That's just where I was born. Mm -hmm. But I chose to live in New York because that was where my dreams were. That's what I wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. And so it hasn't big on media and sense of arts. I'll say arts. Yeah. 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 Um, but it just meant more to me because I, I because I had it. I, I chose it. You had a choice. I had okay. a choice. Well, he chose it was the city, the Big Apple, the city that don't sleep. Well, time changed. So Kyle said something that I want to focus in on. He was like, "How um, we don't pick which family we're born into, or how we get we're born." Period. It's almost like a lottery in a sense. And he said that a lot of people. To be born in America is a lottery because you're born into one of the richest countries in the world with yeah. the most opportunity. Supposed to be a proud yeah. American. Yeah, you, know, so you don't have to um, worry about. You, um, you, you don't have to worry about um, being, I guess, what's the word, crucified because of your religion, like certain countries, China, for example. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have yeah. to worry about um, housing and welfare because America provides that. There's some countries that don't have welfare, that don't have social services, that don't have shelters for individuals. If you're poor, you're just poor. You just live on the street. <laughs> yeah. There's countries like that. So America, and in America has a lot of security, which we all pay dearly for, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was even more implemented after 9-11 with the Patriot Act, mm -hmm. yeah. which is even more security. But they say, this is to protect you. Um, it was a conversation between Jay-Z, Warren Buffett, and uh, creator of Forbes magazine where they sat down and they made it big. Yeah, where they was talking about um they were talking about luck. And Warren Buffett was I like I remember that one. That okay, good. On YouTube, yeah. And Warren <laughs> Buffett was like he was lucky to be born in, at a certain time, to be born in America, and to be born white and to be born a white man. Mm -hmm. He was saying that if he was not born white during that time, then he would have to face certain racial um, Slurs of racial racial inequalities mm -hmm. because I believe Warren Buffett was born in the fifties or the forties. I think the, he's pretty old. Yeah, like forties, forties, or fifties, probably the forties. Exactly. So if he was black, he wouldn't have much rights. Mm -hmm. If he was born a woman, he wouldn't have much rights. If he was born outside of America, he wouldn't have the same opportunities. He said he had applied to go to Harvard. He didn't get into Harvard. He got into Columbia and was able to study under someone that taught him um, more about finances and stocks and, and investment so he was like a lot of different things happened to put him into position to put him where he's at in order for him to reach that certain level where he's at and he said it had to take certain luck yeah. almost like a lottery yeah. like this is what you was born into and this is what you could do after that just like his children was born into the lottery yeah. because they benefit after under yeah. everything that comes after yeah. him yeah. similar yeah. to like yeah. the Waltons the yeah. people that own Walmart mm -hmm. you know yeah I think it's four of them I think it's three guys, one girl. Not too sure about that. What, two too. girls, one guy? I think it's one girl, yeah. Yeah. I know it's at least one girl, but I don't know if it's three three brothers or two brothers. Mm -hmm. But them, they were born... Like, I read up on their father's story. Their father, basically, he bought, like, let's say, for example, there's a 99 cent store on the block, right? Mm -hmm. He gets a bunch of... Invest his father-in-law, I believe, gave him the money. Either his father-in-law or... 
or uncle, I believe his father-in-law gave him, I think, fifty thousand or something, or hundred thousand. Yeah, which back then fifty thousand is probably like a hundred and something thousand now because of inflation. So he took that and then he bought one store. When that store started doing good, I believe like his lease was up, so the store further down and the town was going up for sale. for sale. And then that's he, luck right there. He bought it out and then he he started creating blockchains, blockchains like different places, and then he just franchised it and you know, and that's, that's how that's they build wealth, like buying things for cheap and then selling them in, in bulk, so when people think that it, yeah. yeah. So when you buy in bulk, you think yeah, I'm saving money, but really it's yeah, cheaper yeah. for them that owns the company. Mm -hmm. So that's how he built wealth over time, over time, over time, and then pass it on to his family members. And that's one of the things that unfortunately people of color we suffer from. Because it's hard for us to build um, financial freedom and wealth and generational wealth. One, because we faced a lot of disparities in America, unfortunately, because of the systematic racism. I think it's coming down to just family now. Family, honestly, yeah. this doesn't even matter. Color, I feel like they're getting after it. There's always a group of people that's down in a sense that there's a group of people that's up. It's just like they keep it close within them. They don't share the wealth in a sense. That's the caste system, I believe. And it's like, Where it's like a pyramid? Yeah. The rich people at the top. I feel the like it's always the been that yeah. pyramid, you know, in a sense of there's a group of people. It's kind of like the mafia, those movies where it's just that 15 people at the table, their families is good, but the whole entire village of, you know, regular individuals are afraid in the sense of, you know, yeah. don't know when they're going to take their last breath and stuff like that. But if we keep it in the mafia, remember Don Corleone was like, was like, you owe me a favor. I might not cash in today or tomorrow, but eventually I'm going to come and cash in that favor. Mm. Let's, let's apply that favor to money. That then we can apply that to debt, <laughs> and with debt comes yeah. interest. And sometimes you stuck underneath that debt, and you forever owe. And if you forever owe someone, that person can never go broke because you owe them. One book I like, um, I don't know if y'all read it, The Alchemist. Um, mm, that's a good book. Yeah. yeah, The Alchemist. I feel like you know some deals are bigger than you know just the exchange of you know money and water, like debt. I feel like that is more of a spiritual thing. It just brings you down spiritually. If you don't start paying with money, it starts kind of in a way bringing your spirit down. Mm -hmm. Like you start paying some way, shape, or form. One energy, some energy you're giving out back. But what is money? Money's currency. What does currency create? Power and energy. Yep. So that's, that's why debt is really important to watch out for. Like, and currency does what? It circulates. They exchange hands. And that's what connects you to the next person. I walked into the store, I gave him a card electronically, I exchanged currency, we connected and I got water back. income but just from my understanding is is the only bad thing about the the youtube version of making income is you gotta you know you see these people that are making like new videos like every 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 day yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if they stop making new videos for like a month 
then, then they don't get more new views for those, for those yeah, videos. And, and so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so, and people can lose interest in our. You gotta build a lot of rep. <laughs> yeah, and you so you just gotta keep it going. And so you, the only bad thing is is that you have kind of made a job for yourself. You're yeah. you're kind of like, become a slave to YouTube in a sense. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you have to constantly keep pumping out new content, yeah. or else the money might start drying up. Yeah, yeah. People so. are committed to it. I mean, some people don't work a job. Not no fault. They just say, "I work at you. I work yeah. for you." That's work twenty four seven. That's like any small business, any yeah. business that you own. Mm -hmm. You you basically gotta be there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not there, then the business crumbles. Yeah, America's yeah. yeah. really on media. Everything is media. YouTube, TikTok, all of that stuff is just media, you know? Yeah, and I think people are even more doing that than they, I mean, they, people were already doing that a lot before, but I think mm -hmm. even more so now because, because coronavirus, oh, yeah. you know, people have to yeah. feel like they need to, you know, social distance even more, yeah. uh, especially like, like March and April and like those first couple months. Yeah. Uh, and so it felt like for the a lot of people. was empty. <laughs> yeah, streets, yeah, streets of empty, right? Which is crazy to say for New York City. Yeah. Uh, even Times, even Times Square was even Times Square. crazy yeah. to say for I New never York. Thought it been I like how you say that. Crazy yeah. to say for New York. Yeah. I ain't think New York could ever be empty. Like. Yeah. yeah. That's it amazing. was a ghost town. In Manhattan, I, you know what's crazy? A lot of people in Manhattan are trying to move out of Manhattan. Yeah. yeah this <laughs> to they, Long Island and other places. Yeah. Yeah. I read the article the other day that most of the rich, like the super rich in New York, they left New York and they've left New York since Corona started and most of them went to the Hamptons, Long they Island, far. or they went to other states and it got to the point where the governor Cuomo said he offered to buy them a drink if they come back. That's gonna fix all their problems. But I don't think the drink will do enough. People have been drinking a lot lately. No, but my lady, she's going to move to Jersey. My lady doing that right now, September. Thinking about moving to Jersey. She already bought the house. She's just waiting for the final paperwork to get finalized. And a lot of people done with New York. A lot of people. I'm kind of done with New York. every time something happens, they always hit New York first. Yeah, they always hit New York first, and in New York they 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 make it so hard to like actually own a gun legally, you know. And <laughs> most people like most of our problems are bigger than guns now. I think yeah, about it. we got terrorists, we got now COVID. So. But then look at it this way: if it does fall into anarchy and things do get crazy, most people in New York don't own a gun legally. So how are you going to defend yourself against this? Yeah. Unless, if you're in Jersey, all you need is a Jersey address and a Jersey license Thank you for to get your gun. Me of my dream of getting a boat. Gotta get a boat quicker. <laughs> a boat? <laughs> it's so difficult getting things in New York. <laughs> Everything's going expensive. on the water, man. <laughs> you a rich guy did that, actually. Uh, it makes sense, man. He stayed on his yacht during the whole COVID. He's like, this is what you call social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, social distancing. You, you gotta disappear on people, man. Yeah. Right? You gotta afford to really be with a social No train like could get you here. Yeah. <laughs> chilling in the ocean, chilling, chilling in the, the harbor. Just surfing, yeah. you know. That's a great time. You got right a bunch there. of food in the sea, just <laughs> be patient. <laughs> so what do you guys think of the new normal and how would we return back to how we were, let's say, You think we're going ago? back? I don't think we're going back, so that's not... That's a big question right there. I don't think we're going back for a little while. For like, what, years? I don't know, yeah. months? Next year, maybe, mm -hmm. we go back to I normal? I think this year's going to extend to the point where it's like, My the idea. mass is going, is here to stay. Personally, it upsets me. I'm not gonna People are going to be back in the public and everything. Hold on. He said it, it upsets him personally. Why? Because I'm not a fan of the mask, man. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get on it too much, but, you know, we had, the, we had you know, Febreze here, EMT guy, and he even said, you know, the nurse masses aren't really going to save you from anything. You, you mean know. the surgical masks? Yeah, the surgical masses. And... The One thing that upsets me about the media, we talk about all the time, they don't talk about working out and being healthy physically. They don't, they, why yeah, they, they don't talk about that. They never, I have not heard, I, my, they job, my job, they got the news on 24-7, and I have not heard them say, mm -hmm. go outside for a run. They tell you, go to the doctor <laughs> and take that vaccine. They always tell you, go to the doctor, and, and it's like, how long are you going to just play the people? Like, just for this money and you know all i can think about is dang we must owe china a lot 
So what do you think about <laughs> Trump always calling out China, saying that it's China that that, mm. that caused the virus? Even recently, when he signed the executive order, the virus is the money that we owe. Well, the, <laughs> well they don't want to the debt we owe. Like recently, they don't want to pay. Gotta us. shut down the city and start collecting. Like <laughs> recently, um, Donald Trump signed an executive order um, extending um, the unemployment. I guess. It was six hundred plus. Now it's four hundred. Yeah. Now it's four hundred. No, no, I'm talking about the the money that they add on top of the regular because of they so many the more money. The, the PP, nah, right? They gotta yeah. give the stimulus check already. Yeah. They add an additional four hundred because they stopped the six hundred, and then people were complaining they had an additional four hundred because there's so much people unemployed right now in America, and so much small businesses have closed, unfortunately. Because yeah. um, if you cut out the people, the state how stimulus people are supposed to make money, and now it's just coming down to the internet, you know. That's why they're going to give us the second stimulus check. Maybe. But during the time when he was signing the executive order on TV, he said, I'm going to sign this order and give the American people an extra 400 because of the terrible virus that China sent to us. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps the terrible, terrible virus. So I'm here to help because the, 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 the Democrats were trying to add a bunch of foolishness. And I said, no, America needs money now. So I'm sending the check. I signed the paper. Look, and <laughs> the big black sharpie. Who writes this guy's script? You know, there's a writer for the president's tour. It's like, who writes this? Usually, like, they have a script writer. Yeah, it's like, how? Like, He's like, I'm not reading this. I can't. They always, <laughs> they always prepare just for that. I can't. Man, I can't. So, so what do you guys think about that? Do you think the extra four hundred and the and the extra stimulus is a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I think it's a good thing because lately I've been seeing people, they've been using the money. I mean, some people use it for the good, some people been using it to, you know, have fun, you know, get the BMBs, get the drinks, you know, go to, go, to Puerto, <laughs> yeah. go, go to DR and get, you know, plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> He went to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, bro. He's like, they've been starting <laughs> since what? I see the couple, I'm like, whoa. Wow. You was not like this before. <laughs> You're like, yeah. COVID changed. Like 600 plus 600 been doing up justice. They just been saving it. I gotta say, I don't like it too much because, um, well, lately they have these business loans. And yeah. being in the bank, I know a lot of people are reaching for these business loans and the scary thing about the business loan, I was talking to my dad about this, is you got to pay it back, you know. Most people don't plan on doing so. But you know, they, <laughs> the, the worst part, the worst part about it is because they hear that it's so much money, you know, up to 150k, people are like, what? Is it true that you don't got to pay back the first 10,000? Because that's what... You, owe, well, you know, they, give you, a, they give you a time limit. Everyone, everything, every deal is always, you know, to a certain time. You don't get to <laughs> the first 10,000? See what I'm saying? But that's not the, the but biggest... But no, I just want to make sure <laughs> that's what you're saying. But the scarier part is that, you know, a lot of people don't know what to do. What are you going to do with 150,000? What are you going to do with 10,000 in the sense of, like, 10, people 000? aren't thinking about what they're going to do with it. They just want it in their hands. And uh, the other day, I seen some hood dude back out the Lambo truck. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the Corona checks me acting different, man. And then what are you going to do after that? Like, you got to pay it back. And, you know, we was just talking about that. You know, pull brings down your soul. So imagine if you owe one hundred and fifty thousand now. Yeah. <laughs> some, some people say yeah, you only live once, and then it's good. No, <laughs> you live every count. day. <laughs> they be like, oh, I spend it now. I worry about the consequences later. You live every day, man. That's that yolo thing. I hate. <laughs> you know, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. question. Yeah. Are these? Loans for personal individuals are, are they strictly for businesses? I think for businesses. businesses. But here's the trick, you know, people are creating, you know, businesses in their own name or whatever, you know. Shout mm. to Jeremiah the prophet, I see you bro. <laughs> <laughs> they're creating businesses with you know, they're creating businesses quick just to get you the know, loan. even what they're yeah. missing though is you know, the business that you create still follows your social 
and just because you got a new social don't mean that your old social is forgotten about. They no, still know you put the business on the EIN number. Yeah, but that to get the EIN, you got to use your old social. Yeah, but I, I think what people's doing is just filing bankruptcy under the company and open up a new one. Maybe you, you still got either way. That money mm. you're gonna squander, like you said, buying new titties, new butts, whatever yeah. they do, Lambo trucks, whatever. That money is gonna squander. Everything you get is gonna depreciate, and then now you just now you can't get another bank account. Mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> what, that's what a lot of big companies do. Like they file Chapter 11 or Chapter 13, and then um, sometimes they gotta sell away all the assets. Like say for example, we we were to file bankruptcy, we'd have to sell all of this and pay our creditors, and then we like, yo, we have no more money left. That's it. And then we do a structured deal with the creditors where we can only pay a certain amount and then mm -hmm. it goes away and then we open up a new company mm -hmm. under a new name. That's because you got money to open up a new company. Those other people yeah. open their company with the loan. So after they default, they don't got another loan they could you get. You keep some of the money from the original loan so you we, can start up the next company. Those people don't do that. You know, my, my own sister, you know, got, you know, I'll say some money. And she's telling me to hold the money because she knows she's going to spend it if she has it. <laughs> just, some, people, some people can't. Once you get the money, you know, some people just can't help but think, you know, I got it. Of course. Let me use it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You were going to say something? I was just going to say, I think the pandemic relief is good and it is helpful because you because what, regular unemployment is like, what, it's like $441 or something, yeah. which is like, which, uh, can't pay in New York City, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't go too far. Uh, you, if you are really a spendthrift, right, if you really are thrifty with your money, you could probably save enough of that socket enough away because it's like 1700 something dollars a month right and when, once you get all of it for the month mm -hmm. so that's you know it's enough to it's enough to maybe like pay your rent or something yeah it's enough to survive mm -hmm. but uh but yeah it's okay. it's difficult and if you have one little emergency pop up if you have one little thing you didn't account for uh, it's you know it's, it's very it's, it's not I, hard my car just you know it could be a tire and that hurts <laughs> right right you know, only you know so i think i think the pua the uh, pandemic relief is definitely a good thing. Yeah. However, I think this is a time that people really need to be really evaluating their financial situation and really just be hustling. You got to be hustling, either learning a new skill set or you know, because like the hospitality industry has That's been true. has been pretty much wrecked. Oh, you know, yeah. e even even Fonito for a while. Airbnb took hit. Airbnb, yeah. Every outside dining now in the little booths. Thanks, right? <laughs> <That's correct. laughs> you know, if you're a for circle, brunch is nice though. For the summertime, it's nice. Come, come, come winter time. No one's gonna want to sell. Well, it's gonna happen. Nobody. Go like, home and eat your food. Down, like. But uh, anyway, but I, yeah, I think this is a time that people really need to hustle, and they really need to be building themselves up either in a new skill set, uh, a new business, something to secure. But because the because the relief isn't gonna, this financial relief isn't gonna last forever. And when it yeah. stops, what are you gonna do? You gotta. This is the time. Hey, if you're getting that financial relief, great. But don't just like we like spend that money and like not be doing anything. A lot of people yes, not man. paying rent. You know, you don't gotta pay for the place you, you live, or you owe them. You yeah. gotta pay them eventually. You gotta pay them, but you that you you're given the opportunity to you get a build break. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not. It's like he said. It's it's extra hustle time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's. I'm sorry to say. It's honestly gonna be you know a lot of online hustle. Like mm -hmm. you gotta find a way to you do something up. you love online and convince people that you gotta become you know, a what visual you're doing worker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 an essential worker. Visual worker. Essential That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the. The, the the you know compensation for the people that was essential workers during the first three phases of the COVID, mm -hmm. they said that the people would be compensated. So you know I was working during that time, so I'm like, all right, is it Take an extra thirteen dollars an hour or what? Like <laughs> they lied to you because <laughs> big time. They were supposed to been be giving you the money because. The, the way they do it at my job is mm -hmm. we still get our every two week check, but every other week we we get half of our two week check mm. as as hazardous pay. So it's like mm. half our check, full check, half our check, full what? check. What? And it's been that way since I think March. We've been getting that. What? I need to go talk to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> this is hazardous. Like yeah, I, I gotta know. see people every day. Like I'm in danger. My life should be. <laughs> I need all that money I ain't see yet. And the other thing too, I'll just say too, is we have to be careful. I'm not saying this will definitely happen, but 
it's good to be cognizant, and you mentioned inflation before. Mm -hmm. We have to be careful also, because if the government's giving out all this, all this free money, all this free money, all this free money, there's a chance that when things start to stabilize again and more people getting jobs again, that it might cause maybe not a drastic hyperinflation, but a little bit of hyperinflation mm -hmm. of just give them government giving so much, so much, so much. Because you're basically you, that fee you're, you, they don't want to equal out everybody because yeah, because you're getting this money, but you're not rendering because because a job pays you because you're rendering a service or helping a you know helping sell yeah. a product or you're rendering some kind of a service. Mm -hmm. But if you're just getting money and there's no service or product being rendered to a customer or or something mm -hmm. of that nature, they're losing money. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, and again, I'm not saying for sure that'll happen, but like if you look at after World War One, right, uh, Germany got into such a bad place that they were in such a place of hyperinflation that their money was like not basically worthless. So like you could barely yeah. do anything with it. And I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen here and certainly not to it's that level, to think about, but it's, some, it's something to, to think about. Uh, and potentially in that time will come. Yeah, and potentially you could see uh, the money. And again, I'm not like an expert as far as my study of inflation or whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying it's something to be wary of. That uh, yeah, you want to just make sure you're in a secure financial situation because in a year from now, you know, we might see things, prices of everything start to radically. That's you know, exactly rise. what's yeah. gonna happen. They give me all this money. But know? even what's his name? Um, when they put the shoot, what's that thing called? Um, 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 um shoot, the fifteen dollars an hour. The minimum wage. Mm -hmm. When minimum wage went to fifteen dollars an hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. car washes used to be twelve dollars. Now a car wash is twenty two dollars. Mm -hmm. That is actually that is something true. that's scary. So too. everything went more expensive. And yeah. the other day I went to the car wash. The guy told me, "Yo, it's, it's twenty four dollars, but I'm giving you two dollars off because you got TLC plates." And I was like, "Yo, how come it's twenty two dollars?" I remember when it was twelve dollars. He said, "How could it still be twelve dollars?" We gotta pay his work workers fifteen dollars an hour. Mm. Everything had to go up, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, you think paying people more is good, but you gotta, in order to pay people more, you have to spend more. Yep. That's why currency has to continue to flow. Okay. It's like the more currency you need, the more energy you have to take out. So it's like <laughs> yeah. everything costs us more, and inflation is like every six months, right?" Yeah, every six months, inflation kicks in uh, and increases the cost of everything else around you. Jeez. Look at the MTA. It used to be a couple coins just to get on the MTA. Yeah, yeah. Some jobs give what's called a, a cola, not Pepsi or Sprite. Cola, cost of living adjustment, mm -hmm. oh, which man. means that like based on how things around you, the price of things around you, your, your job's mm -hmm. going to give you an extra 50 cents or a dollar an hour for you to be able to afford to still to still come to work <laughs> just the minimum you know just enough to survive because yeah. that's what america is always about you know just providing enough to survive yeah unless you got other people under you that you're surviving off of yeah aka you know the family on top of the pyramid the general wealth chain so how do you guys think that we can change that in the future like as individuals let's go around the table what can we do as individuals to, to, to build a better future for our families so that they don't have to struggle like the previous generations? Well, I think what we really need to do is like create our own businesses. Mm -hmm. We create our own businesses because we always hear the stories of the, how Do Donald Trump got his wealth, how all these other people, and it's always go back to one thing. Their parents or like some family member just send majority of their money to their children or nephews whoever just for the future because they see the some type of light in them that they could use it with so they just all right i'm gonna give you this company and this is what you're gonna do and then you're just gonna create general from there and if you just listen which is a key factor <laughs> then the general wealth will come because I mean that's the that's the best way to do it because it all starts with the family. It always that's starts true. with the family. Mm, yeah. Next, you want to go? Yeah, I think uh, generational wealth, like they say, in other communities, like you know, you say the Jewish community, the Asian community, the, the dollar circulates more frequently than it does in in the black community. Longer and longer. Mm -hmm. So I think that we have to start spending within our own much more at a, a much greater frequency and you know there, there's ways of you know we have to work much more economic greater. development <laughs> financial development and just start doing for each other even more 
Yeah, I mean, and, uh, and I think that was definitely a good point. You hear you hear a lot more about, um, you know, hey, come and support black-owned businesses and things like that, and come spend your dollars. You know, don't spend it over here. You can actually support someone else who's in that community. So I, I hear you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but no, yeah, definitely the other thing too, but I, I also agree with you too, uh, Alex, that um, definitely I think getting more and more people into entrepreneurship, because I think that's really the, uh, that was really the, that's, I think that's really the true American dream, right? A job is typically just kind of just over broke, like you're just kind of giving you just enough money to pay your bills and whatnot, but it's not really usually Just the, enough to come back. Like, yeah, just enough back to come back. Exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, it's not usually enough to have like an overabundance or to really kind of pursue the larger dreams or aspirations that you have for you and your family. Uh, You can't take no trips. (laughs) Right, right. It's just like kind of just enough money to basically survive and maybe you can take one, two vacations a year, you know, two weeks paid vacation, right? That's what they give us, right? (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky to get those benefits. Yeah, if you're you're lucky to get that. Uh, Yeah, so I think think that's one big thing for sure is is encouraging people to have to, to, for more entrepreneurship. Because again, I think that's the real American dream is to own your own business and yeah, that, you know, have I, your own, you know. Yeah, that's what was happening. A lot of entrepreneurs was doing great, and then COVID came and said, "It's over for all of that." Yeah. Well, you also have to. Yeah. Cha- you also part of part of business though is you got to be like up with the times. You know, yeah. if you're valid. stuck, very valid. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you're stuck in an industrial age business model, mm-hmm. and we now live in the information age, and you're still back in the 19th century, we've moved on to the 20th century. Yeah. And if that's your only model is a physical model, you're already like behind the eight ball. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta step up to the plate and and get with the times. We're in 2020 now. Yeah. That's that's fine if you want to have a physical store, or whatever. But you gotta have a website. You gotta have some yeah. sort of. Hey, we'll do if you know if. if you have a bakery. You gotta get an app now from getting closer. Yeah, get, hey, get, get an app. app. You know, yeah, we do deliveries. <laughs> yeah, because if you ain't doing deliveries right now, Amazon changed the delivery game. You know. Yeah, I mean, you look at like a lot of small businesses have suffered, and even some big businesses have suffered as well. Um, mm-hmm. I believe Neiman Marcus was gonna go out of business, but I think mm-hmm. they got bailed out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's what I heard at least. Models so, is out, so yeah, but models. Yeah, there you go. So even big businesses are hurt. But uh, certainly for, you know, a lot of small businesses, they just, um, you know, it, it, they were like mom pop shops. And I feel, and I feel for them because those, sometimes those are like integral parts of the community is like, oh yeah, we just always go down over here to, yeah, you know, to whatever, whatever. Family so, type vibe, you know. Yeah, family type vibe. And a lot. We just need some nice food to eat after this great session. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, uh, you know, and so, but you then you look at you look at information age businesses like mm-hmm. Amazon, and they're killing it. Everybody, every, come on, like everybody was ordering from Amazon yeah, <laughs> during yeah. COVID. Like, it's, I mean, already, yeah, but you ain't shipping. It's yeah. like whoa, and they were like the only businesses that was, you know, Amazon, yeah, Amazon, Uber, in the sense of those um, self work businesses, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all <laughs> online businesses. Yeah, all lies to new game. My opinion, um, it's gonna be you know, it's back to you know creating a society within society. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we gotta start taking control of ourselves or our people or you know the people around us in a sense of you know putting them in a better mindset. Cause I feel like when you try to change the world, you know that's a big task. You know, first, first you gotta change the people around you. First you gotta work with the people around you. you know? So I feel like creating a society within society is the first step, you know, before we can take on this, you know, mass world. Because if you think about it, what we're up against is um a family in a sense of there's a family of people who've got these, yeah. you know, secrets and plans and manipulation techniques. So we gotta create our own family first in a sense of that could combat their family. Mm-hmm. Keep that tradition going. Yeah, in a sense of keep it going, in a sense of, you know, keep it to us, you know. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I got to say is, um, you know, this is just being honest, you know, they mixed up the colors and everything. Like, I don't know if people could be like 1% white, 1% black, all these, you know, in a sense that that's not really the issue anymore. Mm-hmm. They keep making us fight over colors, but like you said, you know, it's a new age. It's kind of like, that's not even something we can fight about. We can't really know once who's get, half what or who's what. what once you, you get know? to a certain level of success, then you realize that the... Mm-hmm. The fight between colors more like a cycle. It's more mindset. Yeah, a mindset thing. Because then you realize, like, oh, 
color don't matter because now I got money, so I got a lot of power. Yeah, so one thing I liked, um, you mm -hmm. know, I think, who was it, Denzel said or some, somebody said it, where it's like, you know, I know a person by how they treat, you know, the garbage man, you know, I don't mm -hmm. look at him as, well, how he treats, you know, someone else as powerful, I look at how he treats the bottom people in the mm -hmm. sense of, I think those type of people we need to have a community with. Mm -hmm. You know, that way we don't gotta worry about someone who wants to create another pyramid scheme, you know, and be the guy on top. We could have mm -hmm. equals, you know. America is only great based on the sex of eight individuals. Cause I mean, when you watch the movie Titanic, mm -hmm. you see all the rich people where they at on the top of the board, and who's at the bottom? Mm -hmm. The middle class. Just I to keep, look at that. Just to keep the upper class at float. So mm. it's like you're they're only great because of you, but you don't realize that you're looking up to them when they're like, No, they need you. Yeah, of course. Speaking of the, the Titanic, there there's a conspiracy theory about um at the time when they was trying to create the Federal Reserve, all the people that had the money to stand up against the creation of the Federal Reserve was on the Titanic and they all died. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What a coincidence. That's all of them died. in this basement, man. We can't let nobody know. <laughs> <laughs> we but, too much. But yeah, um, before we close out, because we about to hit that time, I'm going to just say my piece. My thing um, from from studying um, social, the social economic structure and studying social work, um, things have to be done on uh, micro, meso, and micro, meso, macro. and macro, thank you, mm -hmm. level, um, where you gotta start locally with the individuals, then move on to the community, then move on to um, policy, um, government, and the state level and federal level so that you could have a bigger impact. You see how the real world started off in, 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 in Brooklyn, matter of fact, Small, we started from yeah, Brooklyn, yeah. Um, Crown Heights, you know, and then we started branching out, you know. I reached out to my friend that lived in Arizona, and she did an event on behalf of the Real World, sponsored a whole basketball team out in Arizona. Right. A lot of people don't even know that. Um, then I reached out mm. to people yeah, we in, the hoops. in Mississippi. Um, I fed three families in Mississippi. People don't know that either. Reached out to Florida, Ohio, branched out, and then, you know, we did um, Manhattan. Now we're doing the Bronx, mm -hmm. and we're doing the five borough tour on the mm -hmm. low. People didn't even realize mm -hmm. that we were, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so this is where we had. They're just watching, you know. Yeah. One thing we gotta do is record more, I guess. You know? Oh, you wanna hop in? I, I was just gonna say really quick too. I, I I just wanted to kind of what you were saying, but also based on our other conversation, really quick. I just wanted to add on too that I think education is so important, of but course. but not just like the education that of like high school and stuff yeah, like that, right? Yeah. I'm talking Real about life like life education. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like. Some, some good financial education and I think that does partly start in your home yes. um, or, or I don't know maybe if it's something maybe like an out-of-school program maybe you can start as an out-of-school program where people can actually get real financial education because there's so many smart people here in America but so many people who are, have no real financial education mm -hmm. and if they can make that more readily available to everyone at every like grade level from a beginning age I think it'd be a lot better because school really in general is based off of like our education system is based off of mm -hmm. a system from the 1800s, yeah, which was based off of basically like a like a Prussian, uh, German Prussian mm -hmm. uh, education model, which was just made out to put out like workers, basically. Yeah. You yeah. know, think, thinking just enough so you can do a specific job, but not thinking too much that you're it's too not too much critical thinking. So you don't think out the box. Remember the box. You know, that was a hit song this year, right? Yeah. Rich. Yeah. They got an Emmy. They got the bling. It looked like a championship ring too. <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, I think what one of the things that we have to um, practice, when I say we, people of color, we have to practice group, group economics. Um, that's something heavy, you know, actually pulling our money together and our resources and creating things that will outlast us. Like when individuals come and they create a super pack where they all invest into a particular super pack so that they can... Um, sponsor a politician that aligns with their goals and what they want you know they yeah. put their money behind the people that they want to push out so they could push policies and laws um also um 
certain individuals that's in real estate. They come together, they put their money together, they buy a building, then according to what they put in, they each own a share of that building, and whenever they want out, they sell it or they pass it down to their family member. Group work is what we need you know, help with. You know? Yeah, and, and you could apply it anywhere. I think the most simplest place where it's applied within the black community, but that never goes outside of that place, is church, where everybody comes and they tie it and they offer it, yes, and sure. then they build up yeah. that church. But some churches go out and they help the community. They might build daycares and schools mm -hmm. and other things. And some churches don't do anything at no. all. Mm -hmm. They just pocket the money and you're there for just the years. Hey, you know? oh, we still looking for a church. So, mm -hmm. like, black people just need to wake up. All people need to wake up mm -hmm. and start mm -hmm. working together. Like you guys said, it's not about color anymore. Mm -hmm. That part has gone out the window. Yeah. We just trying just to minorities up. versus, you know. <laughs> The yeah, ups in a sense. All those small things is just out there to, to divide us, like, you know, but like you said, the family structure is very important too, and that's something that yeah. we have lacked for generations and generations, like it what is, you said earlier, like with prison, prison took you out the game 17 years, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm pretty sure you lost family, friends, and other people during that time, yeah. and that affected generations in your family, mm -hmm. there's things that you could have did during that time. You know, so we got you could even learn from those people. You know? Exactly. Yeah. But it gave you time to think and learn too, because you went to school during that time as well, mm -hmm. and you seem like a very enlightened brother as well. Thank you. So your physical, even when your physical is caged, your mental is always working. And you can't lock, and can't a, lock my body. You can't trap my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and ironically, <laughs> a lot of us, a lot of us that are not physically. In bondage, we're mentally still in bondage, and that's what I think is holding us back. In the sunken place. In the sunken yeah. place. Mm -hmm. That movie was powerful. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's the real word. That's what we got for <laughs> you guys today. Shout to everybody that's been watching. Shout to everybody that supported us today. Shout to everybody that has supported everything that we've done. Subscribe to our YouTube, The Real Word TV. That's one word, The Real Word TV on YouTube. The Real Word Ministries Inc. on Instagram. The Real Word 7 on Facebook, on The Brick Network. Um, on Spotify, Apple, and um, Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud, the Real Word Podcast, YouTube. and that's about it. <laughs> Anybody want to pray so we close out? Yeah, hold it down. Sure, I'll say that quick. Lord God, we just thank you so much for this beautiful and wonderful day. I thank you for these, you know, beautiful gentlemen that I get to have this privilege of sitting with and. Lord, uh, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this beautiful and wonderful day. We just pray that you'll bless everyone here and their families, everyone who's watching this. We pray that you'll bless them and their families as well. If anyone's going through any health challenges, especially due to coronavirus, we pray for them. We pray for healing for them spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and most definitely as well physically, above all spiritually. Uh, but we just pray for healing, Lord, just for those who need that healing and, and certainly their physical bodies. And, and also we just um, pray that you'll heal our nation, Lord. We're dealing with a pandemic, with injustices, uh, economic injustices, racial injustice, just a lot of crazy things going on. So we pray for healing for our nation. Uh, we pray that we turn our hearts and our minds back to you, Lord, because we know we've, in Scripture it says, you know, when, when uh, my people will repent and turn away from their sin and turn back to me and turn their face to me, then I will, you know, shine my face back on them. And so we, we just pray to turn away from evil and, and those things we shouldn't do in our, in our communities and our personal lives and, and to pray to live, uh, you know, good, holy, wholesome lives, Lord, that are pleasing to you. And uh, we just thank you for this day, um, and we just pray for traveling mercies from our, for my friends here and for everyone watching and for this, this world, Lord. And we pray you know, keep people safe uh, from the evil one and from uh, dangers of all sorts. And we love you. We give thanks to you, Lord God. We give thanks to you, Lord Jesus. And we just bless your holy name with our lips, and we thank you. And we pray for these things in the Son of God, in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Don't forget to donate for our Feed the Homeless in the Bronx. Yeah. That's cash sign the real word Inc. That's cash sign the real word Inc. So we thank you all for joining us tonight. God yeah, bless and good night. It's the real word. It's the real word.